Hi guys, how are y'all doing? I've been having a problem uploading um, a podcast episode for Wednesday, the CIA one. I'm going to have to work on the editing a little bit more and switch a couple things around because it's not uploading properly. So I am going to move on to uploading a following one. I was going to upload this one on Saturday, but because I am missing one on Wednesday and I did promise for one, um, I'm just going to do Saturdays today and then release the one that was supposed to have been on Wednesday and Saturday. So um, basically today, um, I want to touch... Um, not completely in, in depth or um, you know details, but it's a subject that has been heavy in my heart and sold, and, and actually, really, God has been leading me towards talking about this for a while to the point to where, like, like I said before, you know, when I shared that whole thing, whenever I needed to pray for someone and I was fighting the urge or, you know, fighting with God, you know, because I didn't feel comfortable. Um, he makes me feel, he gets me feeling uncomfortable. So here I am again. I've been waking up with panic attacks and just anxiety. I don't feel comfortable. And it's the craziest thing because whenever he tells me to do something and I'm not doing it because of my own selfish uh, feelings. He makes sure that I do really know what uncomfortable feels like. So here I am. <laughs> Not a very uh, meek woman because I've been fighting. So um, do not, you know, praise my my obedience because I'm not obedient whatsoever I'm fighting this urge really bad but I am gonna do self-worth is our topic uh, the reason why I've been fighting this is because there's gonna be a couple of things where a I am gonna sound like a hypocrite um, I really whatever's coming out of my mouth Please know and be aware that it's coming from a very loving place. If it makes you feel uncomfortable, then look within and try to fix it. Pray, pray, pray so God can work within you. That is what I've been doing. Um, so let's start. Self-worth. Self-worth is not necessarily how you feel about yourself. It's how you behave and handle yourself around other people. And, you know, with your own yourself, the, in, the inside voice that tells you what to do. Um, as women, we tend to allow media, culture, men, whatever you want to call it, dictate and manipulate how we feel about ourselves that is just plain out truth um, I know that when I was a teenager I wanted to be a size 2 because all the pretty girls or what I thought were pretty girls uh, were a size 2 and all the guys liked them and you know all the guys were going crazy over them and that's what I wanted I wanted the attention of boys 
I was not a size 2. I've always been a thicker woman. I am a size 2 now, and I cannot believe it. People are surprised just as much as I am now. But anyways, um, people were just surprised. I, you know, it, they, it was just, I was a thicker girl. I didn't do my makeup like they did. I did not dress girly. I did not behave like a girly girl. I've always been... I have always had this stubborn personality about me and I have always had this I don't need anyone um, persona and energy within me. I am a very independent woman. I was very independent as a child. My dad didn't really, you know, look after me. I defended myself. I've always been looking out for myself since I can remember. Even as a younger child, I've learned to look out for myself. Um, the reason for that is is because I was not protected as a child. My parents did not protect me. My parents did not uh, shelter me. I was exposed to a lot of things I should not have been exposed to. I was manipulated by my mother to lie to my dad so she could get her way with it. Um, I was sexually abused by my mom's older son. We're, we don't have the same father. That's why I call him my mom's older son. Um, I had to defend myself many times against him he did not just sexually abuse me he also beat me and I had to fight him he is eight years older than me so me being six five six seven this kid was a teenager um I defended myself um you know I was sent to the store to the grocery store with money to buy things you know in Central America it's not a grocery store it's a mercado so it's kind of like stands kind of like a flea market kind of thing so I had to cross main streets and go and do that I had to walk myself to school I had to defend and stand for myself in case a, you know kids wanted to be bullies towards me I remember I was in first grade and a boy tried to touch my vagina and I'm not kidding you his name was Miguel we were in first grade my teacher's name was Sophia so I know all those details and Miguel was sitting right next to me and he just started trying to touch my vagina. I fought him. I punched him on his face. I remember this and the teacher looked at me and I told her what happened and she sent him away and she set me next to her. None of this was told to my mom and I didn't want to tell my mom because I didn't want to get in trouble that I punched a kid. So, I've been defending myself since, like I said, since I can remember. Um, I had to. So, moving on forward to becoming an adult woman, I get married. My ex-husband doesn't even know how to change a tire. He doesn't know how to check for air pressure and tires. He doesn't know how to, you know, take care of a car. He doesn't know how to do savings. He doesn't even know how to write a check. Um, I knew all of this because of my dad. That's one thing my dad did do. My dad gave me the tools to survive. My father was very big on making me a self-efficient woman. So I taught him how to do that. So once again, I had to be the leader. I had to push forward. Um, so my self-worth has always depended on someone else needing me and being important in someone else's life. Um, and honestly, 
that's how I feel care, like I feel like care is when you tell me you need me you telling me you need me that makes me feel care I do not know and I'm working on this I don't know how to feel love and care normal like someone else doing that for me like I don't know I feel like a burden whenever I am good god I'm feeling emotional when um when I ask for help or if I let you know how bad I'm hurting I really don't like that and I don't do that to anyone if I come to you and I tell you that I'm not okay and I vent to you that means that I'm trusting you with like the most intimate part of me and that's why I'm so particular my friends I'm so particular at who I vent to I'm so particular at who I trust to see me broken down and cry there has been my best even one of my bestest friends who you know has been there for me for about five six years she's yet to see me broken down I just don't break down I'm like a fucking wall and that's like a joke I have a wall instead of a heart I have a stone instead of a heart I don't I um I care really deep for people I really do and I love to help people I love to fix people they're my projects my favorite projects <laughs> um and that's how I have determined my self-worth by helping by being needed by fixing by carrying your load and it gets so fucking tiring. It gets so worn out. I get so exhausted. And then I get in my feelings because then I feel like that's all I'm good for. And the few times I have allowed someone in and I have allowed myself to trust that person to be there for me, um, I have been betrayed. And that sucks because, like I said, my whole entire life I have gotten me I got me no one else has me I got me so you know my ex-husband I remember that one time I ever asked him to be there for me he left and then I found out that he had had a child with someone else and the girl had ended up getting an abortion I lost my daughter our daughter he wasn't there it was the one time that I needed him. The one time that I honestly did not have it. Push forward. Um, I needed my mom to help me out when I was going through my whole divorce and everything. And instead of getting actual help, I get judged. I get called a hoe. I get asked what's wrong with me. Um, I did not get the support. And then my father doesn't get any support because he tells me that all men cheat. My pussy's not made of gold and that I have to live with it. Um, then I get called a whore because, you know, I end up praying with Judah and his dad is not around and everything. Um, then I finally get myself in a relationship and invest myself a whole year's worth of helping someone, bonding with someone, trusting someone with my deepest insecurities and everything. And then I get cheated on again. So let's just say, to say the least, 
um, I'm going through this whole self-worth crisis. It is not that I don't feel like I'm worthy of love because I know I'm worthy of love. I know who I am in God. I know that I'm a fucking masterpiece. I know he did not make a mistake and I know that everything that I'm going through is for a purpose. It's for a reason. And I know that this this man that have chosen to not be faithful, this man that have chosen to betray me, are not determining my self-worth. I know that. But it fucking sucks and it hurts. And I'm constantly having to remind myself that I'm stronger than this. I'm wiser than this. I've been through worse. God, I've been through worse. But that still does not take away from this hurting and this triggering my feel of self-worth. And why is that? It's because I finally put my wall down. And that's what it is. That's where our self-worth gets triggered. That's when we start feeling some type of way and we allow certain way we allow ourselves to be treated certain ways honestly I know my worth and I know that I do not no one deserves to be walked all over and being taken advantage of that's just it I need to work on setting up my boundaries because I can't continue to give when I'm running on me. And the only way that I'm going to heal that anyone going through what I'm going through with, you know, you're, you're, you know everything. You know that you're amazing. You know this and that. But you just feel like shit. And you just need to pick me up. Okay. And this is where this is where conviction comes in. The pick me up should not come from a third party. It should not come from social media. It should not come from likes. It should not come from dudes. Um, asking you to hang out and you know what they want when they're asking you to hang out. It should not come from that. It needs to come within. It needs to come from God. It needs to come from healing. Um, it was crazy. I For the past couple of days, well, on New Year's uh, Eve 2019, New Year's Day 2020, I met two men. That same night, crazy. Um, I made an Aries, and then I met a Leo, and this is how we're gonna call them, because this is what they're known for. Aries is a pro football player, and Leo is an oil um, mine guy. And football player Aries, it's you know he's younger, and he plays for a league and. Um, New York, or just leave it at that. He's pretty big deal, blah blah blah. He is in the middle of his season right now. He's up. No, actually, his season is about to start because it's not NFL season. It's not NFL football. It's an alternative. It's another pro league. Anyways, I'm saying all this 
because this man we have hung out maybe like a handful of times we've never had sex our conversation has not gotten there for some awkward reason we just have this crazy bond of friendship that when we hang out it's like we've known each other for ages and no time has come by between the each time we have hung out we do anything from I go with him to go look at boats so he can buy a boat we go uh, bike riding we go roller skating we go we went um, last time we went to just go coffee tasting which I love doing that um, we just hang out we just have a really good time and the reason why I bring this up is because this man in the middle of his you know coming up with his first game is this weekend so he's busy doing interviews setting up you know news conferences and everything he took the time to let me know how incredible I am and that I deserve nothing but blessings and good things I haven't talked to him since December and that was because it was our friendship anniversary when we met. Um, we randomly speak whenever he has time because of his schedule and everything. But every single time he, we talk, it's always very uplifting, very um, life-changing. And I adore that. I adore the fact that he is one of the few individuals, men in my life, that don't get any sexual satisfaction or anything and he doesn't know me in that level but he cares so much and deep about me as a human that will take his time to make sure that I'm okay and that is so amazing due to the fact that I don't get these text messages from my siblings I don't I don't get any of that from my mom I don't get that from my father I rarely get that from anyone else that is close to me and I needed it this week I needed it this week it's been hard Uh, and I needed it I needed the whole uplifting reminder of that I don't always have to be strong and that it's okay and then my wild, needy, egotistic Leo made up for not being around for Valentine's Day since we got snowed in and I've gotten completely celebrated and, you know, cared for and is another human that just like Aries doesn't get anything out of it. They just selflessly just care for me as a human. And that's a, you know, new fresh air for me I can't explain how magical that is because for the longest time I all I get is hey you're beautiful hey this and that and it's everything is fine and you know whatever yeah um sounds so cocky when I say it but I know I look good it's so tiring any woman that is a beautiful woman any woman period I'm sure you guys are so tired of hearing that over and over and over again because usually guys just want to take you on a date so you can go and suck their dick and whenever they find out that you're not that kind of woman 
then you're no good for them and you don't no longer get it the same energy the same attention or anything like that I uh, I'm an asshole and I don't fuck in just anybody I not in this planet to be sucking dick I am not in this planet to get my brains fucked, you know, brains blown up from behind. I am not in this planet to shake my ass. I am not in this planet to take booty pics and send them to some random motherfucker. That is not my purpose in this planet. And I know that and I am not going to lower myself to that level and do that. Um, For that reason... I I don't <laughs> I will be single and that's okay I'd rather continue to live within my purpose and within my calling than to betray myself not to say that I don't every once in a while have you know post on my Instagram where you know my butt shows I'm aware that it looks like a thirst trap but you have no idea how hard I worked on my body and how hard I worked on my mind and my own confidence to feel comfortable and feel proud of my body for the longest time I have felt ashamed so whenever you see any pictures of me and you're like, oh, damn, well, she said that she wasn't going to sell her body. Like, what a hypocrite. It's not me selling my body. It's me showing off my hard work. Just like you would show off any brand new car. Just like you show off anything that you work hard on and you're proud of. That is me. I am my biggest project. I have utilized every ounce of me trying to fix people into me fixing myself. And that is that. To those that, you know, I've, I have heard it from everything. I have heard that I'm thirsty. I have heard that I'm just a slut. I have heard that I look like a man. I have heard that I have a fake ass. <laughs> My ass is not fake. It's not even big enough to be fake. But thank you. Uh, I have heard it all. And I have so kindly never said anything to the individuals that I know are saying that. Um, just not because I'm afraid of anything other than I don't care to prove myself to anyone any longer. I was married to a man who I was trying to prove that myself and my worth to for eight years. That didn't get me anywhere than other than being more hurt and heartbroken. So not gonna do that anymore. I promised myself I was never gonna chase the men, I was never gonna chase a like I was never gonna chase an acceptance ever in my life again so that is just me if you like me good if you don't that's not my issue it's not my problem none of my concerns your opinion of me is your problem not mine and I will continue to move within that same energy so we go back to self-worth self-worth will come to you once you start to stop depending on other people to accept you when you stop depending on other people to like you and you stop depending on an outside source in validation of who you are self-worth would only come once you allow yourself to be free 
of being yourself. What does that mean, Carolina? What does it mean to be afraid to be yourself? It means that you figure out who in the fuck you are first. That's step one. There's a lot of people walking around here that don't even know who in the fuck they are. They don't know what they stand for. They don't know anything about themselves. So first, let's do that. Let's um, figure that part out. Figure out who you are. Figure out what you stand for. Figure out why you stand for it. Then from then on, we're going to move on to what we want to do. What's your purpose on this earth? What do you feel like you contribute to this world? What are your contributions to the planet? How can you help someone else? And how can you help yourself? What sets you apart from other people? That's where you shall find your self-worth. Um, I'm big on legacy. And money is not legacy. Your kids are not going to remember the toys that you bought them. Your kids are not, not going to remember the outfits you bought them in, or any of that. They will remember how you made them feel. They will remember how many times you told them you loved them. They will remember how comfortable and free they felt around you. Those are the things. Those are your legacy. Um, your kids will talk about traditions. So build them. Make sure you point them out. Make sure you make those kids feel loved. And if you grew up like me where that was a foreign language, make sure that doesn't happen with your kids. That's one thing I've have worked so hard myself because for the longest time, I didn't know how to love like that. Like I'm very strict. And a dear friend of mine had to tell me that... That I was not doing that for them. And it took me a while to acknowledge that. It took me a while to make sure my kids felt loved. I'm not a perfect mom. I still have failure days. I still have days where I yelled a little bit too much and they are afraid of me. <laughs> um, I have been a little bit more open. If any other people have ever seen me cry as much as I hate for anybody to see me cry as my kids. And I hate sometimes to do that, but I want them to know that I do have feelings and that it's okay to break down because I don't want my kids to grow up like me thinking that breaking down or crying or any having feelings makes you less strong or less worthy of a human. I hate that about me. I hate that two, three tears <laughs> to me was me bawling. I don't like that. I wish I could cry more. I wish I could be more in tune with my emotions. Trust me, I do. Um, to those of you that think that I just bottle a lot up by, you know, by choice and that's my way. No, um, that's just automatic. Um, it takes more energy for me to cry than for me not to cry. It's just such a normal thing for me to just avoid the tears that that just happens. Um, and usually I'm always in a go mode that I feel like I feel guilty for crying. 
So, going back to self-worth. Let's start focusing on our self-worth, not just by outside sources, but who we say that we are as individuals. Who do we think that we are? How can we benefit from allowing ourselves to know who we are? And that's such a needed thing to do because honestly, we're walking around this planet and I see so many people not having a clue of who they are, not knowing or owning their individuality, their calling. Um, they don't even know their purpose in this planet. And that's so sad. Everyone has a purpose and a lot of people are living outside of it. They're living the... They're living a dream and a desire to be like what they see on social media. Because you saw it because so-and-so has it on their Instagram. You think that's gold. Let's remember that most people are not even living the life that they post about on Instagram. That's just the truth. A lot of these individuals are so unhappy with themselves. They could have all the money. They can be taking all the vacations, but did they actually enjoyed every vacation that they went in? Did they worry about making memories or did you worry about being there and posting all the freaking photos on social media? Are, is their marriage actually that great or were they just faking that smile so they could have extra likes? Are they worrying, investing more time on what they're going to write as a handle on their picture than actually living out who they say that they are? A lot of these people are only going on trips so they can take pictures of them and impress someone back home. So let's worry about ourselves more. Let's be more in tune with who we are. Let's be present more. And let's stop letting this maggot mind, maggot-sized people control how we behave and how we feel about ourselves. I see so many women talk about how you know, men, all they want is sex. And that's why, you know, they go and post half-naked photos because they're trying to get the attention of this man. And that's what sells. It sells because we continue to buy it. If we, each one of us, decided to stop feeding into this mentality of sex sells, maybe it will stop selling. Maybe it's up to us. Maybe we have control on that. Maybe we should utilize the control that we have on that and actually stop buying sell sex. Let's start, you know, recognizing beauty from within. Kind women, good women, humans, not just women. Um, let's start recognizing the attributes of intelligent humans, world-changing humans. Um, a pretty smile or 20 filters on a picture, photoshopped, and I don't know what else you can do to photos. <laughs> um, should not get more likes than 
uh, women posting their contribution to this world as a the first young woman or the youngest astronaut. Like nobody has talked about her, and that's pretty magical. <sighs> that's really my whole intake on self worth. The way we can heal to obtain self-worth is really digging within and going to therapy. Therapy has done amazing world, like amazing life-changing experience for myself. I advocate for it. Um, you can actually get therapy really, really cheap um, due to COVID. Um, a lot of therapists are actually giving their time for free there's a lot of 1-800 numbers that i will post in the bio of this that you can reach out to get some free therapy there's also some discounted um they also do amazing payment plans we need to normalize speaking about our feelings we need to normalize healing and getting over our trauma like that has to be a thing in order for us to grow and in order for us to not continue to pass down trauma, but pass down pain and leave our children better off than we were, it's with healing and doing therapy. Um, that is basically it. Um... I hope that I can figure it out my whole thing with my other episode. If I can't figure it out by the end of today, I'll probably just re-record everything and post it on Saturday. Um, Eli, my eight-year-old, has been sick. He has an autoimmune disorder, so it's been hard. That's why I've just been emotional. I haven't been really been able to sleep. Uh, it's just chaotic. I'm sick myself. I had strep and an ear infection. I'm a big old baby when it comes to that. And then, you know, I've been having anxiety because I've just been fighting with obedience, even though I preach on it. I'm still a rebel. Um, I... I'm not dating currently. I haven't really uptaken anybody on dates. I mean, I hung out with, you know, Leo again because we needed to catch up. He's been going through mooring and, you know, different. Um, he lost uh, like three or four people within the past four months. So there's that. Um, Honestly, I would love for everyone to just pick a person to check up on on a regular basis or two people if you can, but have someone that you check up on, someone that you know that needs it, even if they don't need it. Just, you know, let's normalize looking out for each other. I, um, I'm still figuring out how to forgive. <laughs> Uh, healing is messy and there's days where like my ex would reach out and I still don't really feel like a sincere apology came from him. I feel like more so I am um, I'm beneficial to him and 
I know I'm a great woman. And I mean, any man will be happy to have me in their corner. I bring amazing qualities. That is hands down the main reason why many people maintain a attachment towards me because I'm selfless and I don't hold grudges. I will help you if I can. I don't care who you are. If you ask me for help, I will help you. Um, I, a couple days ago, one of my ex-husband's mistress, the girl that ended up having the abortion, actually reached out to me and apologized and that told me that she really needed me to forgive her. And I ended up having a two-hour phone call with her about helping her through college and going to therapy and healing from her abortion. That is just who I am. <laughs> um, God went all out on my heart, even though I do have a, I forgot the actual name, but basically what I, my problem is that the muscles around my heart, they're a little bit too thick, too stiff. So whenever I get stressed or put under pressure, you know, the heart pumps harder and it expands. Well, mine can't because it will cost me a spasm because my muscles are not used to it. So my friends and I have always said that my heart is made of stone. It's a stone heart because it's not supposed to pump like that. Um, but I do care for people. My heart goes out to people. Um, when I was nine, I remember a priest, uh, an evangelist, prophet from Israel came to our church and he prophesied that I was supposed to be an evangelist. Then um, last year around my birthday, I once again, someone else prophesied that, that I was supposed to be an evangelizing nations. Um, I believe that God has a calling for me and I know that God gave me the heart that he gave me for people for a reason. And I carry that heavily on me. I will always care for people. I will always put people, other people's emotions before me, even though it hurts sometimes. But that's not because I want to be, you know, admired or idolized or anything like that. It's just the fact that I love humans. I love God's creation. And I would love for, oh gosh. I'm so emotional today. I would love for some, you know, for people to live life without pain. That would be magical. If my words of affirmation could prevent someone from going through painful circumstances, then I'm happy and I could die in peace. I know what it's like to hurt. I know what it's like to be damaged and to be rejected, to just, you know, be broken and feel so lost. I've been suicidal since I was seven, since the first time I was sexually abused. I have attempted suicide a total of five times. My last two times, I ended up in the hospital getting my stomach pumped out. I remember one of the last times, my best friends were the ones that drove me to the hospital and they called my father. My mother never came to the hospital any of the times that I overdosed on painkillers, uh, antidepressants, and sleeping pills. I also cut myself multiple times attempting to 
in my life as a younger child when I was in, under her custody. She always said that I was overreacting and that it was not that big of a deal. And that's when I knew that, you know, my tears were never going to get anywhere. Me behaving out of emotion was never going to take me anywhere. So ever since then, I have tucked in my tears and my feelings. And I think that's where the healing begins when I'm allowing myself to. This podcast has helped me heal greatly, tremendously. So I thank the few listeners and the many listeners. Um, Speaking through it and talking about it heals. It's empowering. I am not a victim, and I will never be a victim. Not because I believe that I'm better than that. It's because I'm a survivor. I have lived through it, and I learned my lessons from it, and I'm now helping, turning around, giving a helping hand to others. I don't dwell on my past. I utilize that to empower me, to remind me that I'm capable of so much more and that I have a purpose, and then God, time and time again, has protected me. When I was born, I did not take a first breath until CPR was done on me. I was technically born dead. So, to say the least, God has a purpose on me. For me, not on me. For me. And I am going to live through it. I'm going to allow him to show me his purpose and allow me to be have any help to humankind. I have four children that will change this world, and I'll be damned if they will continue the path of trauma that I've, you know, that has started with me. That's why I focus so much on self-healing, self-work, and knowing my worth, so I can see the worth of my children and they can see themselves. I only share my testimony just to empower whoever needs to hear that. Whoever needs to be reminded that anything is possible and that you're not too damaged or too broken or too anything to make it. It starts with you believing within yourself and kneeling down and asking God to help you. God is real. It's not just the force of the universe. (laughs) It's God's power. With that, I'm going to end this and I pray that God's grace, the Holy Spirit, protects you and walks you through your purpose of the day. Keep an eye out on my social media once I post the link for the CIA, the self-growth CIA episode. I love you guys. Have a great day.